Welcome to the Retreat House Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. I'm inviting people to the Retreat House table to share their story, and I'm so glad you're here to join us. Welcome to the table. This week, we are going to talk about writing, which, we, which we've done before. I have my literal next door neighbor as my guest today, which is so fun. Um, you know, out on the porch and out in the yard, just having conversations about what's happening with her. And I just thought it might be really encouraging for those of you who are writing or for those of you who are pursuing something and needing to have a little bit of grit and determination in the process. I thought it might be really great to hear her story. And I wanted to hear more about it. So I I invited her so I could hear it. So I'm so excited to welcome Amanda Jess to the podcast. Yes, thank you. Thanks, Angie, for having me. This is so fun. It's like taking our porch conversation (laughs) into the table. (laughs) And literally just, yeah, walked right out my door and a few steps and I'm here. (laughs) So fun. Is there anything else you'd like to say by way of introduction? Oh, let's see. I am a wife. My husband, Brian, and I have been married for eight years now, and we have three amazing daughters, ages, they're three and a half, almost two, and then almost four months. So we're very busy. Very busy. Yes. (laughs) Busy around our house, but it is wonderful. And uh, I'm primarily a stay-at-home mom, and but then I'm doing some of this writing and some other Mm -hmm. fun things. So yeah. Very cool. A little bit about me. But why don't we start back with kind of how did you get into writing? Like, was writing something that you always did? Like, did you journal when you were young or has writing always been a part of your life? Yeah. And in some ways, yes, it has. Uh, I grew up writing in a diary and I loved writing stories and writing poems for family and friends. And then in other ways, like I never really dreamed of being a writer or that wasn't something I necessarily thought of as a career path, although I definitely enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So it was for sure part of my growing up. I loved, I just loved a lot of the more creative arts, music, drawing, um, mm-hmm. something, yeah, art, some of that I've gotten away from, but, and then writing being a piece of that. And for a season, kind of went away, like got interested in some of the sciences as I grew a little older and still love science, especially like how faith and science connect mm-hmm. and how God designed us and created us so intricately and how we designed the world and universe to all work together. I think it's fascinating, but um, it was more probably after I graduated college that I really started to see God bringing some different things together and giving me different writing opportunities. Actually, my first job out of college was working in a college at Northwestern, mm-hmm. where I know you work and have, mm-hmm. yes, it's a wonderful place, but I uh, managed their writing and learning center. So it was just, oh, I didn't know that's yeah, what you did. Yes. And at the time, didn't know necessarily where God would lead that or where he would take that and worked in higher education for about five years. And um, then now, yeah, I, I'm, I guess, a writer. <laughs> it's still weird to like, I don't know, I just don't really think of myself that way, but. I yeah. think it's that seems to be a common thing that people have a hard time putting that that label yeah. on themselves. I don't know why that is, but it definitely was hard for me. Like I had a job working as a, a content developer was my title, but I was a writer. That's what I did. And mm-hmm. still, it took me a while to say. And, and even now, you could tell I feel like a little like, oh, I, I'm a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a writer. Right, right. <laughs> so what was your degree in? Um, so undergrad, I was the one who changed my major a handful of times, too. Mm-hmm. I ended up majoring in psychology and communication studies, okay. but not the writing side of communications, more like the interpersonal and, mm-hmm. and family group communications. Knew I wanted to go for more school, but didn't know what. And then got my master's degree in education with a focus in higher and post-secondary education since that's where I was working at the time and that was my plan was to stay in higher ed and Mm -hmm. then God had other plans. (laughs) (laughs) So then so writing was a part of your life and then you were doing this the what was it called the writing what were you ahead of in at Northwestern? Um, It's called the Alpha Center but the writing learning yeah writing learning tutoring center. Mm -hmm. Okay yeah. So then were you when you were doing that were you also have you also been journaling all along the way, like in your personal life? Uh, no, that's something I kind of stopped. I will pick it up here and there. And for the record, I'm a terrible journaler. Like I think yeah. it would be great <laughs> if I did it, but 
I and I'm always glad when I go back and I have written things down, mm-hmm. but I just can't get myself. I just can't. I can't do it. I I'm know. not a journaler. Yeah, I don't do. And I'm like, okay, I've worked as a writer and now I'm doing this writing. I should be. Jur- I don't know. I, yeah. but I don't. I'm not really a big journaler. But yes, I will kind of go in some seasons where I'll do a little bit more of it because I think there's a lot of value to it. But it's kind of like I'm also not a planner person, which. I also want to be a yeah. planner person, <laughs> help myself be a little more organized, but still haven't figured that out either. <laughs> well, and somewhere somewhere along the way, you also started doing a blog, didn't you? Yes. So I, is that when you started to more pursue writing? Kind of, yes. That. Uh, so I was already working uh, at my church in my content developer role at that point. Okay. But the reason, and I... Well, let's back up then. Yeah. Let's back up to how you got to being a content creator. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Yeah. So like I mentioned, I had a few different roles working in higher ed where they were kind of writing focused, obviously working in a writing center, but then worked as a career counselor, did a little bit of teaching. And within those roles, like with teaching, I wrote the curriculum for the class and would develop curriculum and some training materials in my other roles and found I really loved it, Mm. loved the writing piece. And I also love working in teams and groups, but I like that kind of that individual aspect of writing, but then collaborating with others too. So again, was planning to stay in higher education, but was volunteering at my church in children's ministry in a teaching role and found out that we developed all of our own curriculum Mm -hmm. for the weekends and uh, to send home with families. And I just thought that was really cool. And a couple months later, the position opened up to be the kids ministry uh, content developer. Um, Or that time it was focused on just the early childhood ministry. So uh, I thought it seemed really interesting. Mm -hmm. Like I looked at the role probably, I don't know, a dozen times (laughs) online and kind of was talking to some people about it, got some encouragement to to go for it to try this role that maybe be a good fit I felt totally unqualified like in every way just like who am I to be in ministry first of all so imperfect but that's obviously where God's grace comes in mm-hmm. which I'm so thankful for uh, but and that- I think it's fairly common for women from what I've been learning that women feel like they need to be a hundred percent prepared to do the job to apply for it mm-hmm. where statistically men feel like they only have to be like 50-75% able to do the job to apply for it. So I think, isn't that interesting? That is interesting. I haven't heard that. So I think it's, I think it's remarkable then that you, even though it felt like it would be stretching, that you still went for the job. Yes. Yeah. It was, I mean, yeah, it was like, it was kind of probably that 50 to 75% though, even just looking at the job description. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I haven't done that. And i oh, kind of done that but I don't know so yes it was very much um yeah felt unqualified but just thought I'm just gonna go for it and see what happens and then yes to my surprise but also like great delight and Mm -hmm. excitement that I got the job and and just loved it it was a wonderful job and I feel like has um aside from now being home with my girls I mean just the best job that I've had and Mm -hmm amazing team and I just yeah loved what I did through that through that work and so then where where did the so the blog came in while you were doing that job yes it did and uh, so I'm not currently blogging but I did for a season um, do some blogging and yes that happened while I was working there and the reason why I started the blog was actually after we had gone through infertility or were going through infertility Mm -hmm. and um, probably the first year year and a half I just felt so alone mm-hmm. and that it's like you know yes I've gone through we, that too yeah, yeah I talked about our story. yes mm-hmm. it's and you just even though you know you're not the only one you feel like you are at least mm-hmm. I did and I had my husband and we were open with like some close friends and family but we didn't really know anybody who had gone through it or was currently going through it or anything so it just felt really lonely and mm-hmm. just we're and sad a lot and yeah. very much so and yeah, about a year, year and a half after we had been trying, I found a blog by this local gal and reached out to her. She was going through infertility and shared about that on her blog and reached out 
just and asked a few questions to her and she was like hey let's grab coffee and then ended up introducing me mostly through social media but to all these women who Mm. are going through infertility or had gone through it and it was such a huge gift to me and it totally like changed my the rest of are waiting it wasn't that it was all of a sudden oh it's so easy that we're going through this but maybe feeling a little less isolated yes not feeling so alone and and so many of the women too were also um like this gal who who I followed her blog is also a follower of Jesus and so just a lot of encouragement that way too which uh, I think is so important Mm -hmm. in the waiting process for anything but relying on him and Anyway, I was just so helped through this and through other people and them sharing their stories. And I wanted to do what I could to maybe help some others too. So I thought, hey, I'm gonna we're gonna open up about this. And my husband and I were on board together. Right. Obviously, it's a very shared <laughs> right, right. thing that we were going through together. He was totally on board with it too, and so shared on our social media. Um, I ended up writing a blog for my church, opening up, and then yeah, and then this blog that I had and. Yeah, it was cool to see how God worked through that. It was so out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But I think now for some of these other things that I'm doing and looking into with writing and also very out of my comfort zone. So I think is a way of him preparing me for that too. Mm-hmm. So did you kind of work out, I mean, obviously it was sharing your story and working, I'm assuming, through the emotions that you were, just the whole process. But were you also working through the the craft of writing when you were writing the blog yes yes and no I think a lot of it was just kind of pouring my heart out Mm. putting my emotions out there a little bit but certainly I and I do have some perfectionistic tendencies with with different things (laughs) so um I would or I'd post like a blog post and then go back and edit it a bunch and (laughs) even after it was posted and then Mm. with my I do that with my role at at Eagle Brook at my church too where I would yeah write something and then it's posted online and I'm like oh go back and edit it and then I would repost it and yes it's yeah it's challenging to read your own work sometimes so yes in that sense I was for sure starting to yeah I think yeah refine my craft and just learn more about the writing process and being okay with uh, putting myself and some of my emotions and things out there Mm -hmm. for other people because it can feel very vulnerable yes yes Mm -hmm. very much so so then how because now where you are now correct me if I'm wrong is like you have a literary agent and Mm -hmm. you're hoping to write children's books or are working on children's books is that right yes okay so then take us from your writing curriculum and you have your blog to the story that gets to where where you are today well Within my role at Eagle Brook, and I've actually, so I stopped working full-time there when we had our first daughter and then have been back um, a couple times doing some temp work and other part-time work. Mm -hmm. So um, while I was there, my boss had asked and encouraged me to consider writing a children's book that we would use for the ministry to give to kids um, in that are part of our early childhood ministry. And she actually asked a couple years before, too, if I'd maybe consider doing something like that and I was interested but there's definitely a fear like element and Mm -hmm. kind of that yeah that just I I don't know I don't know can I do it and I want to do it so she had brought it up again and I really wanted to do it but again was those those insecurities Mm -hmm. coming all coming back up and it's just felt a little bit different writing a book versus writing the curriculum and resources that I had been writing before But I thought, all right, I'm going to do it and prayed about it and decided, yeah, to go for it and wrote this book. And it's called Through the Spirit and about these little forest animals. And it's a rhyming book because I love to write and rhyme. (laughs) I love like the cheesy. I'm like, I'm very, can be very, very cheesy. So, uh, (laughs) but just, yeah, this sweet little book. And I, I loved the process of writing this and it's, I mean, something I, like I mentioned before, grew up doing and as a hobby, writing mm-hmm. poems and writing stories. And so it definitely didn't feel like work writing. This is so great and it was so fun. And, and once I got past that insecurity piece, which still then it would like come back up, but mm-hmm. nope, just I set that aside. And, um, and then that was, let's see, that was in between my um, 
first and second daughter, so a couple years ago. And uh, and then in probably the six months after that, I just felt God kind of tugging at my heart, like maybe I should look at doing more of this. I just just the joy that came from it. Yeah, and, well, and what kind of feedback were you getting about and, the book? Yeah, um, a lot of really good feedback, which mm-hmm. was which was nice. Uh, like it was, yeah, just great to hear and. Yeah, humbling though too. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, and, and thank you. And <laughs> yes, um, but yes. So, getting some good feedback that way and encouragement from others to to maybe do more of that type of writing as well. And then it was, yeah, it was probably like six or eight months after the book came out. So maybe about a year after I wrote it that I'd been feeling this kind of tug and pull and praying about it and but not wanting to get ahead of God and wanting to be in a line with what he wants too. Well, and also and, so busy at home. Yeah. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so busy at home. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'd had another baby in that time and <laughs> so like sleep, showers, <laughs> right. yeah. all, all those things. Yes. Yeah. yeah that don't happen all mm-hmm. that often when you have little children. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I was kind of processing through this and then one day I was listening to a podcast actually and just felt uh, really felt like the Holy Spirit, just like, okay, stop now. Mm-hmm. My girls were both napping at the same time, which... <laughs> yeah, miracle. Yes, and now that there's three, it like never happens, right. but that's okay. Um, <laughs> but um, sit down and start writing. And so I did and started writing and within a few weeks had a handful of children's manuscripts written and uh, yeah, then kind of was going, okay, what do I do? Do with these now mm-hmm. and I was reading them to uh, my girls and 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 I don't know and and even still at this point I don't know what a lot of these are for if I will really like become this published children's author but I I just was I'm going I want to be obedient in, mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. and and I love it too I think it's uh, sometimes hard to admit maybe but it's like I do I I, I want to do that I love writing these books for children and I love I'm really passionate about getting resources about faith either directly or even indirectly but things that can encourage and inspire families into the homes mm-hmm. that really came out of a lot of my work with the church because um, most of what I would write was what's taught on the weekends but I would also develop resources for families to use at home so uh, yeah, just trying to say, all right, God, you've put this passion mm-hmm. and this desire in my heart to do this, and I want to be open to where you would like to take it. And have you felt like, because I've had conversations recently about about measuring success in things and how, like for me, when I started the podcast, I thought, okay, there's going to come a time when, you know, I might get asked is this successful or I might ask myself or you know should I keep doing this how do how am I going to measure success in this and so I thought okay well I really believe that this is something that the Lord is leading me to do and I want to be obedient to that and then I thought that's and I and there's work there's work to do in the process (laughs) but that's where the obedience was is is where it is is in my obedience and then the rest is his job like I mean I still have to like post the podcast and whatever but there's work we have to do but as far as the success that it's in being obedient so have you like gone through that process because you're still kind of in the middle of things Mm -hmm. so have you (laughs) wrestled with that at all or thought about how how are you going to measure success in this Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like I said, I, I still, I don't know for sure what God wants to do with this and if it, what it'll look like or if I'll get a publishing contract for mm-hmm. a children's book or anything like that. Uh, so yeah, definitely wrestled through some of that. But again, I, I just feel like I need, like you said too, I, I need to be obedient to what God I feel like is calling me to do and I don't know yes I don't I don't I don't know that maybe he's just doing this to to stretch me and bring me out of my comfort zone I don't know um but I pray and just continue to pray that he'll align my heart with his and Mm -hmm. and guide me on the path that he wants me to be on and but yeah there there is a lot of yeah some questions with that right right. just wondering Mm -hmm. 
So then how did you get to the point where, so you had these few weeks where they were actually napping at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and you were able to write some manuscripts. How did you go from having written the book at church, now you've written manuscripts, and then you ended up getting a literary agent? What did that process look like? Yeah, so um, I looked into self-publishing for a while, which I mm-hmm. think can be a great opportunity and there's so many opportunities within self-publishing to do um, so was very strongly considering that and then just as I learned more about it and with the season that I'm in with mm-hmm. the kids at home <laughs> and everything it just didn't seem like that was the direction and actually there were some like clear things I think like red flags um, okay. for me or like not like red flags but like stop signs mm-hmm. kind of for me that like okay god like I was about to yeah, make some big decisions with it. And then it was, yeah, just this clear, no, stop right mm-hmm. now. And it was really hard because I was getting really excited and and had been talking with an illustrator and all this stuff. And so like, okay, well, if I'm not going to self-publish and, and I'm still feeling like, yes, maybe God is wanting me to pursue publishing, then that is uh, means maybe looking into traditional publishing. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was... Uh, uh, looked at one of my favorite children's books that mm-hmm. we have that I've read to our girls hundreds of times probably and what book so, is it it's called God Knows You by Michelle Medlock Adams okay. it's a um po- it's a like a poem and a okay. lift a flat book and yes oh. I think and yeah my daughter's when she was one or, or really young like yeah we were reading it pretty much every night for a while it's just a really sweet book and mm-hmm. um and She's written many other amazing things too, but I um, looked and saw her name mm-hmm. and looked her up, and I'm like, okay, if I want to write books like she does, I should see what she's doing. Right. And, um, and that's the advice yeah. I've heard from a lot of people, a lot of writers, mm-hmm. to read whatever whatever genre it is that you want to write. Read, yes, read books in that same genre, mm-hmm. that I've- same lane. Yes, I've heard that and, and definitely recommend that too, which is great for me right now since I have three kids right, at right. home and I want to write children's books. <laughs> so I'm reading children's books all, all the, time. the time, but I love it. I love picture books so much, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, found her online and just kind of saw what she was doing and um, she also is really encouraging to other writers. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to her just to ask if she had any advice uh, and if she did any consulting. A few things that she, or one thing in particular that she recommended doing that I've now done since then is going to writers' conferences. Mm. So I've gone to two and they are wonderful. So I really recommend if people are interested in writing, whether you have a manuscript or things written, or even if you just want to learn more, you can still, I think, get value from writers' conferences. That was one thing she recommended. And then, again, asked her if she did consulting, and she does some of that as well. So connected with her and um, worked with her a little bit. And How exciting. She, yeah. I don't wait. It sounded like you were just going to roll right over that. That's, that's so cool. I know. I was like, well, and then um, one of the conferences I went to, she was an instructor at. So I was totally, like, fangirl yeah. at the conference, like, <laughs> taking her classes and, like, bought some of her books there and mm-hmm. even had brought with the God Knows You book that we had. I'm like, can you? Sign <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we've all been there. Uh, yeah, I fully have been there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, when it's yeah, yeah, favorite author, one of your favorite, yes, yeah, so fun. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, so connected with her, and then she helped me with one of my manuscripts, and then recommended that I send it to her agent, her agency, and so sent it over, and then yeah, then one of the um, junior agents within the agency then uh, signed me. So, oh, so yeah. what was that like? I mean, what did that feel like? It was exciting. I mean, it was great. It was like, wow, this is, I mean, something's happening with mm-hmm. this. And uh, because up until that point, and still since then, obviously, there's still lots of question marks. But mm-hmm. um, it but was, that must have felt, I mean, that's just so interesting that you you have a literary agent, you've written a manuscript, and yet still to say I'm a writer is a little difficult. I mean, that that seems like it would be justification for you to call yourself a writer that you have a literary agent. But I, I think mm-hmm. that just speaks to like the vulnerability that is writing. Yeah. I mean, how vulnerable that feels. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So then you yeah. got signed with the, the agent. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah, it was great. There was still some, yeah, 
question marks or like, okay, what does this, what does this look like? And I've done some work, um, co-authored a women's devotional in the weight and that was self-published. So that was another reason why I was looking into self-publishing too and okay. decided to move forward and sign. And it was, um, yeah, exciting and mm-hmm. also nerve wracking. She's like, my agent, she, all right, I'm going to start sending out, sending out one of your projects. And now, um, there's a couple others she sent out too and to publishers. And so far it's been a lot of rejection, <laughs> which is what I've heard uh, with going into writing, publishing is just be prepared mm-hmm. for rejection. And, and that is, yeah, certainly what I've seen. And it's like, yep, they, they weren't joking. Like this is, <laughs> yeah. So getting the emails like, nope this publisher's not interested and but that I know is part of the process too and want to work with the right publisher mm-hmm. not and uh yeah so just continuing to pray through that process and some things that I've heard writers talk about is because once you write a book they want people to buy it they want people to know about it and so then there's a focus on what is the influence that you have and so, but that's been more in like nonfiction, kind of Christian nonfiction books. That's where I've heard that. Is it the same in children's books? I mean, are they looking at what kind of like social media influence you have and what kind of following you have? Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing that you'll hear a lot about if you want to pursue publishing, um, at writers conferences they talk a lot about platform what is your platform and that's another piece that I'm really trying to work through and pray about because at this point I don't really have like a a personal social media platform like I have my family and friends um, but Mm -hmm. nothing that at all would impress publishers (laughs) (laughs) these people with platforms and like hundreds of thousands of people if there's lots of people out there like that um, it's not from what I've heard is it's not as important in children's writing, it, but it's still definitely, especially I think as uh, someone starting out trying mm-hmm. to sort of break into the industry, mm-hmm. I think is really valuable. That's a piece that, again, just been uh, praying through and thinking through like, what could this look like? And haven't felt a clear, necessarily like a clear direction on on what that should look like and I know sometimes God wants us to take a step out Mm -hmm. without knowing like a hundred percent and so I hate that yeah (laughs) kind of wrestling through that and been back and forth and something yes so um trying to be obedient in that but also yeah because I think too it can feel a little I think for a lot of people especially Christian women that can feel muddled Mm -hmm. to to have this platform and to pursue having a platform Mm -hmm. when like that can feel muddy I feel like but I I heard someone talk once and they were talking about looking at at Jesus because he fully had a platform that he was speaking from I'm gonna I'm gonna totally butcher this example (laughs) that the person gave but it, it it felt very clarifying for me of Yes, there need like for a podcast, like even to have the podcast go out, I need to have like a platform or veins for it to go out and to share it with people. And I struggled with that, with the like that kind of felt self promoting and that felt gross and mm-hmm. icky. But that it was okay. No, this is the uh, like I've heard people talk about. There's there's writing. There's the writing part, and then there's the business part of pub- the publishing is the business side, and that seems to be part of the business side but it's hard has that been so I guess my question (laughs) is so you can you can hear it's still a little muddled for me Mm -hmm. is is that part of what you're trying to figure out with the platform yes yes very much and I'm really like I tend to analyze things and get Mm -hmm. into my head and so I'm like well what is my motivation for doing you know and um try to make sure that it's like a hundred percent the right motivations and so I think and then if I think there's any ounce of anything else then I'm scared to do it and like no that's uh, yeah so there is um yes some that I think creates some of this hesitancy and yeah this muddiness about it and uh one thing though that I heard at one of the uh, writers conferences I went to 
actually at Northwestern College. Mm-hmm. So I've, yeah, I've been to two. That was the second one. I been, went to um, the Northwestern Christian Writers Conference, which is a great conference. And I heard uh, someone say, talking about platform and talking about how, looking at it in the way of how can I serve others? Not in any way like, what will this do for me? But it's mm-hmm. how can I serve others? And and just reminding myself of that. Because I think that's like what I was thinking and where my heart was at, but just that's a good reminder for me or anyone else who's out there that's wanting to do something that either um, requires or w- would be helpful to have a platform for or or mm-hmm. it just feels called to have a big platform to, yes, to share some message or something. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of struggling, okay, mm-hmm. or what I'm wrestling with is how can I best serve others and still like be true to myself and I don't want to do it for the wrong reasons or I don't want to do it just because this is something that you're supposed to do as a writer but then again at the same time there's this like well if I choose not to do it and then that that might influence the, really influence the decisions yes close mm-hmm. a lot of doors um yeah so there yes there's lots of back and forth in my mind and I have all these ideas of things that I would maybe want to do and possible um platform things but then again there's also the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) aspect with the littles yeah littles at home I feel like I'm just starting to sort of come out of that newborn fog Mm -hmm. with our daughter um yeah who's when you start to feel like yourself yeah yeah and then it's like I'll kind of come out of it and then it's like oh well back in yeah Yeah. feeling like back in the trenches a little bit but um yeah so I think that's that's for sure a piece of it too so it's it's a it's a big part of the publishing world though Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes I'll get frustrated or a little like I've heard this from other other writers authors um, too that it is it can be a little frustrating well I don't have this platform but I have this that I want to get out there but it is that's the world that we live in it's social media and I think yes there are certainly bad things that come through social media but there's a lot of really great things too and when you're writing messages to encourage others inspire others messages about Jesus and faith like I mean that's a great thing to Mm -hmm. to have to want to have a platform for and um, just great opportunities through social media to reach people all over the world Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't necessarily reach yeah yeah Yeah. all over the world Mm -hmm. yeah so what are things looking like today with your writing where are you at yeah so um, today really so like I said kind of in the in the midst of some of these questions and mm-hmm. uh, I have I keep writing new projects too and so of course then there are some like oh I want to send these out to publishers mm-hmm. but most agents will only send out one piece at a time or like maybe a couple so that's my agent we just have a few out right now so continuing to do a little bit of writing but also trying to really refine my craft as well mm-hmm. um, in all my spare time right but right (laughs) just learning and it's I'll I'll look back though at the stuff that I wrote uh when I first when I first started this whole thing like a year a little over a year ago and all these projects and some of them a couple of them are the ones that my agent's sending out but they've been edited quite a bit since then I've gone Mm -hmm. through a handful of times and yeah it's just I, I I look back at some of the originals and like wow what was yeah. I thinking you know at the time I'm like oh this is so fun and, da, da, da. and it's like yeah that that was really neat it was Some a good work. first draft yes yeah <laughs> valiant effort but yeah not quite there so so still learning a lot and uh, yeah just trying to improve and then like I mentioned too working through that platform piece and, and thinking through that and is there anything about writing or the process that you've gone through that we haven't talked about that you want to make sure that you share um I think so for anybody I guess if there's people listening who want to be doing this want to look into writing I've done a lot of research and now talk to a lot of people so mm-hmm. I mean there are some things that like a few things that have just been helpful to me that I'd love to share and maybe yeah, yeah, yeah encourage yeah. or like hey here's some possible steps so obviously one is figuring out your genre and then your goals as a writer so even with me I knew I wanted to write children's but then I'd also done some of this women's devotional writing and blogging and um, I still I really love all of that but at this point I want to focus on children's books and mostly mostly what I'm doing is um, is writing poems 
books. And okay. then I'm also, oh, another thing that I'm doing that I forgot to mention is uh, freelance writing. Okay. Doing some of that right now too, which is has been so fun. I just, yeah. So I've is that, that curriculum or is that write articles? Uh, articles, okay. yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which articles. I've heard is a great way to... To, like to hone your craft is to write articles mm-hmm. yes yeah for, for yeah children's magazine mostly a couple different places but yeah that's that's been a lot of fun too and yes a great way to learn and grow and mm-hmm. yeah to write tight that's like a big thing that you'll hear if you're doing like devotional writing or, or writing for a magazine is how can you say the same thing with fewer words right so that's been really helpful to and it's to, hard to, it is <laughs> Yeah, it is. But it's so fun. Mm-hmm. I love a good challenge. So I've been really enjoying that. But that can be also a great thing to start doing if you are interested in book publishing, but to do some freelance writing or do some blogging, some of those types of things. Another thing is to write a proposal to go along mm-hmm. with your book. And I think, or your manuscript, because that can, if you look up online how to write a book proposal there are different things that will come up but that can really help you just identify even who your audience is and Mm. some of those important things like so even the process of writing a proposal I think is helpful but then if you decide you want to pursue traditional publishing like looking for an agent or a publisher they usually want you to have a proposal to go along with your manuscript that sounds too like it would help you define so speaking about platform and what is your message going to be going out that a proposal would help you kind of define and refine mm-hmm. what who the who that would be who your that message would go out to yes yes definitely yes. so i think that's a really valuable part in the process and it can take some time to do it but mm-hmm. you can just do a little bit of the proposal at a time and mm-hmm. yes <laughs> but really valuable um, and other things, creating an author website uh, and and then choosing, again, that desired publishing path. So looking into the different options and self-publishing versus traditional or some of those uh, some of those options as well. And um, like we've talked about, refining your craft and just editing, editing, uh, getting professional critiques. Mm-hmm. I think can be very, very valuable as well or joining a writer's group which I have not done yet but have heard great things about I have a friend yeah. that does that oh. it has been a place where they will share and then give really the group that she's in very honest feedback yes which I so I I would not call myself a writer either but I have been doing more writing and I feel like it's hard to get really good critical feedback because you'll ask someone to read it and say, okay, look, give it to me straight. And they'll be like, it's really great. <laughs> Thank you. But uh-huh. <laughs> where, like, how can I improve it, though? Right. I want to so, get better. Right, I know. Right. That's like, yeah, I'll have my husband look at things. And he will reluctantly sometimes. Mm-hmm. But yes, and it's usually, I mean, maybe he'll find a typo or something. Right. Uh, but that's also not his area. So yes, I think mm-hmm. having a group of other writers is so good and be and learning how to take feedback too because right. if you do start working with a publisher and editor from what I've heard at least is like usually they'll come back with lots of feedback and even if they accept and want to move forward with your project and that mm-hmm. was something I learned in my role as a content developer really early on <laughs> was how to um uh Eagle Brook the church I work for was is very pro feedback and like and trying to make things as, as excellent as you, we can, which I think is great and so, so valuable. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel as great when you're getting that feedback. <laughs> so it was like my first uh, series that I wrote, like curriculum series for the weekend. It was pretty terrible. Like just, <laughs> <laughs> I remember, yeah, just uh, getting some encouragement, but a lot of really like constructive cons- criticism yes yes mm-hmm. very constructive criticism <laughs> yes and um yeah it was I just wasn't I heard kind of kind of heard about it heard about the feedback culture and just I was like wow okay and went to the bathroom wow, you weren't lying yes yes no it's very true <laughs> went to the bathroom and cried but mm-hmm. then I was like okay this is no this it's not about me this is about the message that we're trying to get across this is about the children that we're trying to reach and we Mm -hmm. want it to be as good as it can be and so I've through that role and um and some other writing things or different things I've done just really learned to value getting good feedback and Mm -hmm. then how to like filter through feedback too and and remind yourself that 
that people, I mean, sure, you might have a few people out there that aren't going at it with like the right heart or something, but for the Mm -hmm. most part, they're trying to help you get better too, or trying to help you craft a better message. And not all feedback is, are things that you need to take into account but right. if you're hearing like themes in the feedback from a number of different people those or something that you hear and then when you can sit down take the emotions out of it mm-hmm. but sit down and look at it and say oh yes that is that is better that is good like that um, that's it's just so good to be able to get to that point where you can accept and apply feedback mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was working for a salon doing graphic work graphic design work for them and it was a new area for me. And so I would create this piece and I would pour my heart and my soul into it and create it. And then I'd bring it to a meeting and they would, I felt like, tear it apart. And I like I could see it from my angle. I couldn't see it from the owner's angle or the manager's angle or the um, finance person. They all had different perspectives. And in the end, what we the, the piece that we got to was better than what I had originally done but it was a painful process to get there and so I had I've had to learn with all like writing designing all the all those kinds of creative things that to do it and to try to strike that balance of I mean I don't want to just do it halfway or not be fully present while I'm doing it but knowing okay like this is a first draft mm-hmm. of this just in my new job I'm creating a piece and I and that's what I keep calling it I said okay here's the first draft where before my mindset was oh this is it this is like we're done but to have that draft kind of mindset was has been really helpful so yes I hear yes and amen to everything you yes, just said yes. about feedback and that's yeah very much yeah, yeah first draft it's first yeah yep mm-hmm. here's here I took a shot at it here's my, right. my first yeah yeah yep. and then putting it out there and yeah just knowing mm-hmm. that this will change and get better yes, yes. yes. and that that it is a good thing mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes and and all feedback is not created equal mm-hmm. right yes yeah. so learning how it's yes to mm-hmm. filter through that and and not because there was also a point where in my, I think after probably the next series I wrote after that, it was like I, I needed to take every piece of feedback or mm. because I felt like I just wanted to kind of make everyone happy and probably was feeling like, oh, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, that didn't go as well either. So it, it, it was a process mm-hmm. and, and a learning process. But I'm so valuable for how they do things and and and. Um, how you present feedback is important too, but yeah, I think it's just, it's so great. And even though you want to, when you do something, I think especially when it's something creative, you mm-hmm. want, you do, you want to put it out there and have people be like, it's awesome. It's right. wonderful. And, but then that's just not, <laughs> that's just not reality. Like mm-hmm. 99% of the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What other tips do you have? Another thing that we talked about that I just think is so important though, is just looking for how you can serve others mm. and looking at um in your heart like what what do you want to do what are you passionate about and how can you take something that is important to you and use that to benefit those around you or something that you value and um yeah just how can you help and how can you be an encouragement and what do you have to bring to the table and and then allowing I think then that surrendering that too and then being okay too if you have passions and desires to do something that maybe is putting yourself out there a little bit more um and then but being okay getting out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. to do that Mm -hmm. then too like all these things that I'm trying to kind of work through and when you were uh, talking about the messaging it made me think of in marketing that I can't think of what the word is called, but like, who is your, who's your target? Target market? audience. Yeah. yeah yep. but, but like a person, like hmm. giving that person a name, like saying, oh, yeah. I'm when I am creating something like for you to say, okay, I'm creating a children's book and my audience is Daisy and Daisy is a five-year-old little girl and she lives in rural Minnesota or whatever. And like, and have a name for the person that you're writing to who represents your audience, then you're writing to Daisy instead of writing to like this big audience. That's something, because even with the podcast or any kind of message that you're trying to get out, that's something I've been learning lately of the 
the giving the person a name that was new to me mm-hmm. like to have it be that specific yeah I actually yeah just heard I think it was um, through a coworker with the church but uh, yeah just heard of somebody yeah doing that and having mm-hmm. a specific person in mind a, a yes a fictional person that's, right which you could choose I suppose a real person too right and mm-hmm. then like I'll think yeah, yeah. of my girls sometimes when I write but then yes also then think about children in the broader sense or children growing up in different in different areas or have mm-hmm. different backgrounds and, and all sorts of things that is I like that a yeah. lot it was very it was very interesting yeah I could see that being really helpful too mm-hmm. yeah to get especially when you're thinking about because I think a platform and social media and website and emails and all those things can feel overwhelming but if you can so now I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> but if you can get to a point where this is my person and this is the message that helps to refine what you're doing instead of it feeling so big and so overwhelming, but mm-hmm. to say, nope, Daisy is my, I'm focusing on Daisy. And this is what an email to date. Well, if Daisy is a five-year-old rural girl, you're not going to send her an email, but you know what I mean? Right. But here's the message yeah. that Daisy needs to hear. Yeah. Yes. And then how can I like, yes give her that message right using what i know and what i know she needs right exactly yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. that's where i'm kind of been working through i like that so there are two questions that i ask all my guests and the first one i'm very interested to hear what your answer is (laughs) the first one is how do you retreat is it a place is it a practice especially with three little girls at home how do you find time to retreat or do you find time to retreat (laughs) (laughs) I'm working on it it is very challenging (laughs) I will say but I I'm working on because I know how important it is and can get overwhelmed certainly as I think probably most people can with Mm -hmm. anything going on but with kids at home and and uh, can be a lot but uh, I know it's so valuable so very imperfectly I have been trying to get up earlier <laughs> ideally <That's> before <laughs> my girls are awake I know and it's really yeah it, it's um I mean I know that it's it's, it's challenge it's challenging mm-hmm. <laughs> um and like last week was I did pretty well and was getting up and having uh, just spending some time with God that actually is kind of quiet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think is has was really good then now the last couple of days have not gone according to plan, <laughs> but I also have to be okay with that, and it's going to look different, mm-hmm. and being okay with it looking different in the season, but then still trying to make an effort to say, okay, here's here's what I would I would like to do, and kind of having a goal, mm-hmm. but not being such a perfectionist about it. Having a lot of grace in the process. Yes, that's really important. Another thing that I try also very very imperfectly to do is do sort of a more traditional sabbath Mm. um limiting the amount of of work that i would do from like a friday night to saturday night Mm -hmm. and right now i'm still again figuring out what that looks like and it mostly just looks like a really messy house (laughs) on saturday night so yeah so figuring out what that what that could look like and just sort of taking a little bit of a break though and and knowing that the house doesn't always have to look spotless because it Mm -hmm. never does even when I like I'm trying my hardest (laughs) they're coming (laughs) along behind you tearing up what you just put together (laughs) yeah oh so if it's a little extra messy sometimes that's okay and then I also um love the North Shore which I know Mm. you love too and it's Mm -hmm. been a couple years since my husband and I have been up there but that is a place that we love to go that would be more of an actual place to mm-hmm. retreat just the beauty and being in just God's creation yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah it's wonderful <laughs> you yeah you don't have to sell me on that mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and the, oh I was gonna say when you were talking about Sabbath I uh, Jefferson Bethke I don't, he's a pastor in Hawaii mm-hmm. that just wrote a book called to hell with the hustle oh. he practices Sabbath and I heard him on a podcast recently where he was talking about that with the emphasis on practice. And he said it doesn't look perfect because they have, I think they have three three or four young children as well. He said, but we're, we're practicing it. It's a spiritual practice. And so they're getting, as they practice it, they're getting more and more to where they want to be. And just this weekend, actually, I was thinking about how, because I started working full time and like things at the house haven't stopped. 
and we're sitting in my dining room and behind Amanda is my counter that is the bane of my existence, just covered (laughs) with stuff. Um, That's mostly mine, if I'm honest. But to just not let that, to just stop and say, it's okay. I had to, all weekend, I had to tell myself, it's okay to not do the laundry. It's okay to not do the dishes. It's okay to not work right now. I, I, I can rest. And that's, yeah, that's hard. So yes, I'm right. I, I hear you with uh, trying to practice a Sabbath. I've really appreciated that language around the, I'm practicing, mm-hmm. <laughs> practicing it. Yes. Not yeah. perfect at this, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. I like that. And then the second question I ask is, if you were to use the hashtag celebrate weird to describe something about yourself, what would that be? <laughs> um. There's probably a number of different things <laughs> that people would think are a little weird. Uh, one that is maybe one of the stranger things, but it's kind of fun too, <laughs> is that I will a lot of times go around my house and I will make different animal sounds. <laughs> or if there's music on, I will do what I guess I call like interpretive dance. So essentially it's like charades kind of to the music, just like acting out the music and songs like and just being really silly with it. And I mean, my family kind of thinks I'm crazy. Although now, so now I have kids. So mm-hmm. like it seems a little more normal right. that I'm doing this because they'll maybe join in. And it's like, but it's yeah. for the children. It's for the children. But no, I did this long before having kids. So it's not anything new. It's just maybe seems slightly more appropriate yeah. now. But I think, yeah, my husband, he just, yeah, will sometimes look at me like, wow. <laughs> you're interesting you're an interesting one like, yes but you know sometimes you just have to be silly or like there's just energy or kind of craziness just gotta come out and mm-hmm. yeah and I think we all I mean I asked the question because I think we all have those things in us and that is kind of what makes us human yes and kind of it levels the playing field <laughs> we've all got the weird thing right <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on and sharing especially since you are in uh, not a like a decided place, but you're still in process. So I really appreciate you coming on and talking about w- how you got to where you are and then just processing a little bit where you are because I, I think we don't often do that enough. We want to, oh no, I need to finish and it needs to be neat and tidy and life isn't like that. And from what I'm learning, writing and publishing is not like that at all. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for coming on and just sharing where you're at in the process. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Retreat House Podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find the podcast at at Retreat House Podcast. And you can find me at at Angela Smith MN. Thank you again for joining us and we will see you next week.